15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Whoa, my. Welcome to the TV Dumpcast, the official podcast of the TV Dump Facebook group. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce. And John Marson. Okay, you can contact us on email at tvdumpcast at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at tvdumpcast. This week we're going to be talking about some TV news. But uh, first, have you guys seen the uh, Breaking Bad alternate ending yet? Yeah, I watched it just before we came online. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally uh, gone viral. Um, apparently, it was uh, filmed for the uh, the DVD extras of uh, the the latest season of Breaking Bad, and uh, yeah, it basically is just fantasy wish fulfillment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yes. it's quite good. I mean, I remember people talking about this on the internet. It's like, oh, what if it what if it was just all a dream? And yeah, um, yeah, it's it's quite well done as well. It's pretty. It, it really does feel like Malcolm in the Middle when you're watching it, doesn't it? Well, some people on YouTube were saying, oh, that's not like that character was. It's just Walter White. But yeah, that's on YouTube. Basically, just type in Breaking Bad and it'll probably come up first. But we'll stick it in the show notes anyway, the link to that. Okay, um, first proper news story then is this Marvel Netflix deal. Marvel are creating four superhero shows exclusively for Netflix, premiering in 2015. Basically, they're making Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones and Iron Fist. Each one of those is getting its own 13-episode run. There's no confirmation yet on whether they're going to like put them all out once, although I guess that seems to be the model Netflix are adopting. And uh, yeah, they're going to come together in a mini-series called The Defenders, which is apparently a lesser-known Avengers-like supergroup. So yeah, what do you guys think about that? It is superhero, so of course it's going to be uh, a little bit juvenile. Mm. But they've, they've got one of the Twilight writers on board, uh, the oh, lady right. who wrote... Yeah, um, and that kind of makes you think, oh, it's it's just going to be a bit mulchy and crap. Is it but, the writer of the books then, or the writer of the movies? Uh, screenwriter. Oh, okay. So the writer of the movies, yeah. She's online for, uh, on board rather for uh, Jessica Jones. Um, I don't think there's been any details about the rest of them, but I imagine it's going to be along a similar kind of vein. Yeah, I've only Would... really heard of Daredevil. I didn't really know the others. They've done the Avengers now, so it's sort of uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm sorry to any fans out of, of those <laughs> comics out there, but um, to me, you know, it's they're, they're pretty good. I mean, Daredevil's probably one of the weaker ones that's out there, and that's the best well-known out of a lot of those, isn't it? So, Well, yeah, thanks to Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I've never seen it. The movie, yeah, it, it wasn't that bad, like you say. It wasn't great. Did Kevin Smith have something to do with that, or... Does he just go on about it because it's got his mate in it? I think I think the latter. Yeah. I'm fairly sure he had nothing to do with it at all. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I didn't hear anything about him being involved in this at the time, but I wasn't following him quite as in, as closely as I do these days with um, Tusk and everything going on. Oh, yeah. So, 
So of these four, which ones do you think you guys will watch? Because I'm not sure I'm going to watch any of them. Maybe Daredevil, because that's the only character I know, but I'm not sure about the others. I'll check out the pilot for all of them, see see how it looks. If it looks good, I'll carry on watching. If not, I'll stop it halfway through. <laughs> sure. I guess uh, with Marvel's current TV-based output, it's not really doing them any favours, for us anyway. But like, I looked on IGN and apparently they did a, well, they did a survey on a, like what's the best new show and uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had the biggest segment. What was the target demographic that were doing that survey? Well, IGN readers, <clears> I guess, <throat> which I, I guess is your 18 to 30 demographic. I guess they'll probably aim these shows at the same demographic and I know I'll check them out as they come on I, I wonder how they'll be released whether they'll release them all at once or they'll probably start with Daredevil I would have thought because that's like the most well-known yeah, yeah probably they, you never know they might just bring the lot out at the same time but it would seem a bit um they'll more than likely stagger them like you say so that there's something new coming out of Netflix all the time okay well in other Netflix news basically FX uh the US Channel and Turner, who I believe, yeah, is a another channel in the US. Both those companies are saying that they're going to stop buying any more shows unless they're able to stream that show in its entirety. At the moment, say, for example, Sons of Anarchy, they can only uh, stream on FX. I don't think FX actually make that show. But anyway, um, any shows they buy in, they're only allowed to stream that series as a catch up, not the entire show. Whereas uh, Netflix have the entire show, but they don't have the new stuff. Okay. Haven't Netflix paid for the entire show? They have, yeah. It's not, it's not like they've bought the, the fifth season of Breaking Bad and they've been given the first four seasons for free. Oh, I know. If you're, if you're paying for a series from the company that's producing the series, you should get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. And the expectation that you, well, we want to stream all of it even though we're doing the fifth one, We'll pay for the ones before then. That's ridiculous. What kind of business do they think they're going to be involved in? Netflix have made their position clear. Um, if the studios give in to their demands, they're going to cut the price they're paying for the shows that they're buying from those studios, which is going to basically cost the producers millions of dollars. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I think it's basically those networks are getting, you know, are seeing all the money that Netflix is making. and uh, They want a piece of the pie, can't they? Yeah, yeah. And, I th- and I think because Netflix represents like the future of how people consume media they're probably feeling quite threatened you know a lot all the cable networks probably are yeah they're going to end up just producing stuff and then selling it on to netflix or whoever the next the next guys are and no one will bother watching stuff on tv with their advertising models and stuff that they've got in place already it goes to show the effect netflix has had it had to happen there's no point in um trying to deny the future sort of thing for these guys so they need to get on board really this news story i've literally just seen while we're on air amc are reportedly planning a preacher pilot with seth rogan on board really yeah that's amazing yep (laughs) seth rogan on board who's he gonna be then have you read preacher ian no. So Preacher, to explain to anybody listening who hasn't um, read the comic or knows about it, um, it's set in America, but it's, it's written by an English guy called Garth Ennis. And it's um, basically an extremely violent, extremely sexual series of graphic novels based around uh, an angel and a demon falling in love and fucking and then uh, creating this sort of entity which enters into a Preacher uh, he then has basically the word of God. He can, If he says something, people have to obey what he says. 
Um, his best mate's a vampire, and it, it's so very stupid, but it's incredibly enjoyable. So to, very, very, very adult. To give an example of like you have to do whatever he says. Um, it, at one point, uh, a character is told to go fuck himself. Um, so you can draw whatever conclusions you like from that. <laughs> yeah, it involves a bit of DIY surgery to make it possible. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I, it's uh, that's probably the the vilest bit of the whole the whole series of novels but um yeah yeah it seems like seth rogan is is just involved in the creation of this i don't think he's going to be in it i mean who would he be he wouldn't be uh Main yeah he wouldn't be jesse maybe he'd... i don't know who they get to play jesse that would be a tough choice <laughs> i'm sure there are some tv caliber actors although saying that most actors are tv standard you know you can get a uh, pretty famous people show up in these shows now he could potentially play cassidy the vampire yeah maybe yeah i was thinking that you know, he's, he can bring that sort of comedy element to it because that character is kind of, um, you know, he's up to mischief the whole time and it's, it's quite fun, isn't it? So. Yeah, Seth Rogen tweeted, looks like about seven years of hard work are about to pay off. I may get to bring one of my favourite stories ever to life. And then follow that up with Arse Face, John Wayne, the Saint of Killers. Cool. Yeah, um, Saint of Killers, that'd be another good bit of casting to fill as well, wouldn't it? I don't know who they'll... Here I get to do that, but um, yeah, it's good that they've got Seth Rogen because that you know he he doesn't tend to fuck stuff up. He should do a pretty good job of it. It might not be amazing, but it will be decent. Yeah, and um, it, it does have the potential to be really bloody awful if they do cock it up. This could be the first thing he fucks up. It could be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Kevin Smith apparently tried to uh, get a script for a movie together back in '98, and Sam Mendes was rumored to be making a movie of it. But yeah, I think it's probably going to work better on TV, especially as you can apparently now do whatever the hell you want on TV. You know, you've got shows like Banshee where it's all, you know, worse stuff happens in that than happens in Preacher. Yeah. Um, so I guess guess it's like no holds barred anymore almost. And if it's AMC, they'll probably uh, have some access to the uh, awesome makeup department of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Which they uh, used in Breaking Bad. Oh, did they? Yeah. All, um, spoiler alert, a lot of Gus's uh, facial props oh, of course. were done yeah, by yeah. the makeup department of Walking Dead. Yeah, I was trying to think of when it would have been appropriate to use, um, you know, that zombie makeup artist. But yeah, that totally does make sense. Well, all that, all like Jesse's various facial mutilations have uh, been done by them, I think. <laughs> yeah, poor old Jesse. So they handle the adjustment of tyres, is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's awesome news. Can't wait for that. But in other awesome new show news, we've got word of a Dust Till Dawn TV adaptation. And in fact, a whole Robert Rodriguez TV channel in the States. <laughs> the El Rey Network. Is that a yeah. new channel then? Yeah, he's basically bought a cable channel and he's just going to put whatever he likes on it, I guess, with the main show being a Dust Till Dawn show. It seems like they're actually like remaking the movie as a 10 episode arc, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Just expand the various um, elements. He said, if the movie's the short story, the series is, is the novel, which is all right. That <laughs> okay, works for cool. me. I hope they've got all the crazy characters like Sex Machine and stuff like yes. that. Yes, and I'm interested <laughs> to know what kind of cats they sell as well. Yeah. <laughs> Smelly ones. <laughs> Fishy ones. <laughs> all kinds. <laughs> Do you reckon I'll get, uh, was it Cheech or Chong? Do you reckon he'll, he'll be involved? I, I hope know. so. That yeah. was, it was genius casting. That it would it would really make it as well. It'd be just yeah. You know, even if it's bad, I'd watch it just to just to hear him do that again. Yes, Salma Hayek though. I that's, mean, yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I didn't know how to say it without being inappropriate. Yeah, I mean that that scene with her with the snake. 
Uh, I mean, for a lot of people, it, that really did make that film, didn't it? It was kind of like, wow. Do we, do we want to pause and all go find it on YouTube? Do we want to do that? <laughs> I might be a while. <laughs> oh, dear. They've announced some casting for it. Uh, okay. Jesse Garcia, who was apparently right. in oh, The Avengers, but he's also in um, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Not oh, okay. Sure. Who was he in Sons of Anarchy? I'm then? not sure. Don Johnson's going to be in it. They've oh. listed him as Django Unchained and Nash Bridges, but he was, of course, in Miami Vice. He was in five yeah. episodes of Sons of Anarchy, Jesse Garcia, and he played a character called Raffi. Raffi. Mm, I'm struggling. It doesn't ring a bell. Oh, is he? he's playing um, Seth Gecko, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, DJ Katrona is playing no, no, Seth no. Get- Gecko. Zane Holtz oh, is okay. Richie Gecko. Um, right, okay, gotcha. Cool, that should be good. I imagine it's going to be kind of like uh, it's being shot in Texas, so it's I, I kind of got a kind of Breaking Bad meets True Blood kind of vibe from this. It would be cool if they just redid the film. Over ten episodes, that would. Yeah, do you reckon they'll do? Do you reckon they'll do like flashbacks into the characters' past and stuff like that? Like we might get to find out a bit more about where the hell Sex Machine came from and why he's got a gun in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people may want other things as well. Well, well, no, I mean that'd be the main thing for me. I just want to know more about him. He was brilliant, wasn't he? That was, he was um, very good. Yes, he was played by uh, Tommy Savini. Who? Oh, okay. He's actually by trade a special effects guy. He did all the uh, zombie stuff in Dawn of the Dead. I think. Oh, that's going back a bit. Yeah. Or was it the or the remake or? No, the original. He's like been in the industry for ages. I suppose Dust Till Dawn came out what, almost you know a long time ago now, wasn't it? Ninety six. So, 96, yeah. Almost 20 years. <laughs> Where does it go? Yeah, Tom Savini. Has he been in everything? Makeup department, 27 credits. Plenty, yeah. Going back to Friday the 13th, Creep Show, Day of the Dead it was. So uh, they got him involved in that as basically like a, a homage to his work from the sound of things, didn't yeah. they? Like, you can imagine Tarantino would do something exactly like that. And I know it's Rodriguez's film, but, um, you know, he, he was obviously heavily involved playing one of the main characters and stuff. And yeah. it was his script as well, wasn't it? Oh, is it? I believe so, yeah. Okay, <laughs> in other news, American Horror Story has been renewed for season four. We're just going to keep on churning him out. I saw the, uh, the pilot of this series and it just seemed far too over the top. I don't know, it's not scary because it's just like, we've just gone for full gross out, you know, people people getting tortured and stuff like that. But it, it was just, it just seems so bloody ridiculous. Have you watched all the others? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I watched season one and two. Uh, season one I thought was good. Um, season two I thought went off the rails a bit, just in crazy factor ian mcshane was good as a evil santa but that was about the most redeeming feature of season two i thought season one was really spooky though wasn't it mm. i remember being feeling quite unsettled like a lot of the time that i was watching it with that um horrible music at the start as well oh yeah it's grim yeah uh, yeah it's really nasty well, <laughs> jessica lang's the star but the the cool thing about this show as it's like an anthology setup uh it's like a totally different story some of the same actors some new um, but they change all the roles around. Well, they're just new characters. Um, yeah. Like there's some people from season one in season three, I think, who weren't in season two. But Yeah, um, and they, they're just different characters, but in like, they just brought back the same actors again. It's quite odd, isn't it? I wonder where they'll go with this one. Or probably some kind of massive like witch trial type thing. Yeah, I think it's a cool formula, though. Um, FX must love it because it's one of the few shows that you can tune into like, the latest season without having to watch any of the others probably each episode as well the, you know the, the overarching story is not all that important is it have you watched it Ian? i haven't and i'm not sure if i'm going to hearing you guys talk about it <laughs> <laughs> not from the horror stuff i 
I'm quite okay with horror and gornography and stuff. I don't have a problem with that. But Gornography? I've never heard that phrase before. <laughs> yeah, that's what they called hostel and stuff. Oh, okay, uh, like torture porn type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but I'd like it to be consistent, unless it's The Wire, and then it can just be kind of consistent. It's like a lot of shows, though. They've got like a mini season's worth of plot, and they try and extend it over 13 episodes, and it just invariably goes off the rails at times. Right. And especially with a premise that is so messed up. Well, the first season seemed to have a much more singular arc and season two they tried to do it where they had multiple plot lines going on at once and some of them just didn't go anywhere there was that uh what's her name um who's the actress who was like modified shall we say (laughs) it was pretty sick and that plot line just basically just dried up and then they brought in Ian McShane (laughs) as a mad Santa. So do you think they're writing it week by week or was it only the first series that had an arc? I think even one, yeah, that was probably made up to an extent. Although there was an awesome twist towards the end that I didn't see coming. Um, They they played around with the whole ghost thing in a similar way to uh, the others. If you've seen that film, you might know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, yep. But, it's um, kind of like Amityville Horror meets The Others and all the other Haunted House type stuff. That was just the first season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the second season, they go to, down a different dark path. It's just it's a, a completely bit... different show. It's set in an asylum. It's all right. different characters. Yeah. They just keep... The one consistency that it's had from season to season is Jessica Lang acting her arse off. Yeah, she is superb in this. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. It's really funny uh, watching... Uh, Kate Fear. Yeah, she plays the mum in that. Um, yeah. And is nowhere near as good as she is in American Horror Story. It's just amazing how these actresses age. <laughs> I mean, obviously people do age, but um, seeing her like one week in that, and I, I didn't really recognise her from anything else before American Horror Story, and then I watched Kate Fear, and I was like, oh my God, that's her, but, you know, like 30 years younger. Or... She was born in 1949. What? What's that Meryl <laughs> Streep movie where they all stop ageing? With Bruce Willis. It's Death Becomes Her. That's it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Where they don't get old. And I'm sure there's a couple of actors and actresses that, well, good for them, look like that. They have a painting in the attic. Yes, Dorian Gray. Yeah, Yeah, she's like getting on for 70. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is quite crazy. Mm. You meet some 70-year-olds and, you know, it's a a struggle for them just to get up the stairs and back. And she's going around uh, beating up ghosts and all that sort of stuff. No, but it's a great show. I would definitely uh, try it out, Ian. Just check out the first episode. The tone of it's mental. Just the first one of the first season or one of the others? Check out the pilot. Yeah, it is, it is worth a look. It's incredibly fucked up. Like the first series especially is just like, they've just chucked in every horror film cliche and made it work somehow. So. Well, they go back in time as well. It's all around what happens in the house. So it'll go back to like the 60s and even further than that. And yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like a murder house, you know, a bit like the hotel in The Shining where um, every family that moves in there... For some reason, nobody notices, but they all end up getting murdered. Or And it never makes the paper, so everybody keeps moving in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's got to the point on this one in the show that it's uh, there's like a, a tour that goes past and says tells everybody about all the murders, but no one seems to link it together or suspect anything supernatural is going on. Well, we're going to talk more about uh, American Horror Story in a future episode, I think. We all need to catch up on the latest season. So, yeah, we'll save that for then. In other news, we've got... Microsoft are remaking Blake 7 for the Xbox. <laughs> Jesus. That's the sound of the barrel being scraped, that is. <laughs> it is a little, isn't it? I don't, what are they going to do with it? How, do, how is that going to be any good? Hopefully they're going to fix the ending. 
which was uh, Blake Seven was the first TV show where I realised that TV sometimes can be a bit shit. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the ending, but I never uh, saw it. It was um, only so, really vaguely aware of of what it's all about. I still remember okay. seeing maybe one or two episodes. So today I learned I'm old. So it was basically like a space pirates thing where they'd go around and do some good and some bad and there was a group of them and they swooshed around the galaxy in their ship and the ship looked great for the time. Uh, and they did this so for Firefly. a couple. It looked, yeah, kind of like that, yeah. And they did that for a while and they evaded all of these people, these nasty people that were after them and it was excellent. And then in the last episode, their ship was boarded and they all got shot dead. Oh, that's it. Was, it it was just. Ho- wait, hold on. What? Okay, fair enough. I was that watching closes that. all the doors. Yeah, exactly. And I was, I was quite young at the time, and even then, I could realise that it was a shit ending. It was a terrible, terrible ending. Well, like, well that kind of brings it to a conclusion, I guess. But- it does. Yeah, but I'm hoping Microsoft realise that they don't have to do the same ending. Please don't <laughs> do the same ending, Microsoft. I'll buy one of your X bones if you don't do the same ending. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'm sure they'll stretch it out until long after we're all dead and gone. I'm, I'm not going to buy one of the Xbox. It's an interesting choice for something to remake, considering it's so damn old. Apparently um, Microsoft have done the whole we don't comment on rumour and speculation with this story because it came from the Financial Times, so it must have been some kind of trademark that they bought or something that led the media to believe that this is happening. But it's interesting to see what Microsoft are actually doing with their Xbox the strategy seems to be for complete and utter living room domination. And yeah, I think this is just the beginning. They've already uh, announced they're making a Halo TV show. Spielberg's involved in that. Yeah, um, Spielberg really. and Halo and Blake Seven. Do Firefly, Microsoft. Get the rights yeah, to there, Firefly and do that. There was some word that Netflix might be doing something with Firefly, wasn't there? It might have just been well, fanboy. Although Nathan Fillion, is, Nathan Fillion is busy with Castle. So I don't quite know how they do it. Yeah, well, that's the trouble, isn't it? You leave it so long and then it's a mission to get all the cast back together. Yeah. Although I imagine yeah. it's something he would come back for, wouldn't he? I mean, if the, yeah. if the money mean, was it, there and that. They frequently do references in Castle to uh, Firefly. There was a fancy dress party he went to and he was dressed up as the captain. It was <laughs> it was so lovely. Is um, he a producer on the show then or something? Or is it just the writers love it as well? I think the I think it's just the writers know that they're going to get fanboys going, yep, yep, thanks yeah. very much for that. Uh, he, he, he'll he randomly speak Japanese to people and his partner will say, how do you know that? Oh, I saw it on TV once. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And there's all these these little, he says shiny frequently and all kinds of stuff. It's really nice. But I think it's a, definitely a show that somebody could pick up and either do really well with or just stick the final nail in the coffin. What would they do with the leaf in the wind? That's the... The other thing, they'll have to do kind of a prequel mm. thing. Well, they managed it okay with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., didn't they? <laughs> yeah, we- well, except it's shit, though, isn't it, right? It's not very good. I mean... It's not Fire- awful. Firefly wasn't... It wasn't The Wire, but it was good TV. Uh, if Xbox were to make Firefly, would you buy an Xbox? Yeah. No, <laughs> but I'd certainly find a friend who'd got one. Yeah. yeah, to be honest, I, I probably wouldn't buy an Xbox just to just to watch one TV show. But no, that would yeah. be that would be like buying a PS3 to play The Last of Us. That would be or, that kind of crazy. Or <laughs> buying Sky to watch Game of Thrones. Yes. Well, I suppose people do this. I suppose. Yeah. To be honest, if that was my only option to watch Game of Thrones, I would get Sky. Well, it is your only but option. It never would be. <laughs> <laughs> how's how's your new Sky installation working out, John? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, in other sci-fi TV news, Michael Dorn confirms he's working on a Star Trek Captain Worf TV series. I don't understand this. If they were making another Star Trek show, why would it be this guy? Well, I don't he, know, he was like quite popular, bits. wasn't he? Well, yeah, but I imagine if they were going to bring back Star Trek, I don't think they'd make it all about Klingons or centre it around a Klingon character. For me, the the most boring bits of the next generation were the bits that heavily involved Klingons. It's just like, oh, wow. You, you, wow, sacrilege. Okay, fair enough. You think? Well, I mean, Uh, the the Klingon Federation fighting bits were a bit dull, but Worf on his own in a ship full of people that were trying to accept him was quite good. Yeah, that was was all good. But um, what I mean is the bits that are based on like the Klingon homeworld and that kind yes. of stuff. Where when they it's sound just like they're sneezing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's trying to be high drama, but it's just it's just cheesy bollocks, really. Yeah. God, yeah. Okay, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> I never really watched Star Trek properly. I, w- I used to catch the original series a bit, like when I got home from school. Then you didn't watch Star Trek properly. I didn't yeah. watch the Next Generation much. I noticed they've put it all on Netflix now, so I might crack into it a bit but it must be very old and dated by now oh it looked terrible yeah compared to what you used to see these days uh, yeah uh, there's still some good episodes in there the the final one uh all good things that's i think that stands up quite well is that the last next generation yeah and there's some other ones that are like standalone episodes that uh, well most of them are standalone but there's some really interesting sci-fi ideas in there if you're a sci-fi nerd, which apparently I am. So there we go. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> There's just so much of it to get, to get back into, though, isn't there? There's like, how many seasons of The Next Generation were there? Nine, ten, I don't know. I just many. remember when I used to work at HMV, we'd have those huge boxes that were like... Every year you get the same <laughs> the same ones at plus a new one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dear. Oh, well, I'd like them to bring back Star Trek, like post-Abrams movies. Well, Dawn has been doing work. He, I think he's, he's in Castle as one of the lead characters, Shrinks. Oh, right. And he's, do, he's done other like cameos in other US shows. So I think it could be good, but I'd kind of like it to not be in the Abrams universe. I love the yeah. Abrams universe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, it's... <laughs> Chasm of age difference there. Is um, it just too much lens flare for you? What's, what's the it issue? was. It just damages my cataracts. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just too action. I missed the trying to make the world a better place stuff of the next generation. It's uh, just shoot saying. them all with my freaking lasers in the apron of the world. Oh, well, I don't know uh, how much credibility there is behind this show actually happening, but I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath. I am looking at the things that we're going to be talking about, and we do seem to be slipping into the the weird and wonderful. What's next, Rob? Uh, Apparently they're making a a TV show based on the movie Ghost. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. Who's going to admit to have watched that and and loved it in 1990? I watched that in the cinema. Did you? Yeah, I was 12. With your mum? No, it was actually a date and I was 12. (laughs) Did did you get any after? No. Did either of you cry? Did you cry, Rob? Uh, I probably did, yeah. I cry at everything. Just a bit of a manly misting <laughs> rather than like a full-on sob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, how far can you stretch that story out, really? It's it's a long enough film. Well, they sort of did it, didn't... Did anyone watch that show, uh, The Doctor Show? Oh, what was that called? Oh, with the dead fellow. The dead wife, yeah, who popped up now and then to sort of... Yes. As a token bit of sci-fi in what but, would otherwise have been a really boring, bland... Yeah. Uh, medical and, drama. And that was so successful it got cancelled after one season, right? It did. It got the whole season run, though. I know. I bloody watched right. it all. Did you? <laughs> what, which show <laughs> was this? What's it called? 
Oh, um, uh, was it Jeremy Irons? Was that, that no, one? no, it was Matey out of Watchmen. Patrick Wilson, he yes, was in it. Yeah, yeah, a gifted man. That's what it was called. I remember. Yeah, I think I, I watched the first one. Okay, the killing has been renewed again. Oh, now, for Christ's sake, just leave it buried. Because it was <laughs> interesting. This was an AMC show originally. Um, the audience for which dropped off massively when the end of season one wasn't what people were expecting. And, because uh, it didn't end, did it? No. It, whereas the it's Swedish originally or Danish. It's Danish, I think. Yeah. The Danish one it ran for three seasons and they were all self-contained and the ending of the third season made it worth watching all of them just right. to get to the ending and the whole mum's gone to Iceland bit, which I don't think anybody will get because nobody actually watched all three of the Danish ones. I didn't watch um, any of the Danish ones. Uh, okay. Okay. So why do you mums go to Iceland? I can't tell you without having to make you watch all three of the Danish <laughs> seasons. Uh, Have they finished the Danish one now then? Yeah, season it? three was the last one. That was the last run of that. Uh, and they def- they've left it in such a way that they can't do any more uh, okay. with those characters. I think my question is, if the, if the US killing didn't do that, where did it think it was going to go? Did they think that they'd managed to drag it out for nine seasons by just having a killing of the week? That's not really what the show's been about. It's never been about the killing, really. It's more about the jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> and all the politics. That's the main thing, isn't it? It's it's never just the body. The body is always the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. It's I mean, like I a thought... really good episode of Midsummer Murders. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the uh, the tone was just like relentlessly grim. The fact that they chose to set it in Seattle, which I think was analogous to where it was set before in that it was just raining constantly. Um, I don't think that helped. It wasn't exactly something I ever, like, looked forward to watching. You know, it yeah. was just like... Uh, the, the Danish one was the same. It was just grim every week. Yeah. Um, but you, or I did at least, I went into it knowing it would be like that. So yeah. I was kind of ready for that. But I guess if you're selling it in the States to people who want some uplifting TV, mm. it may be more difficult to sell. Back to the news story itself, though. Uh, Fox actually make the show amc didn't want season three they made it anyway and sold it back to amc for a lower price but then also got a deal with netflix so that they were streaming that as it was on like the same as what they did with the final season of breaking bad amc said no we don't want any more even though season three was apparently an improvement they just didn't want it no one watched it and i think now netflix have picked it up as an original series but it's just going to be six episodes long it's been promoted as the final season for the series well that's good hopefully that will come to a good ending conclusion yeah a proper <laughs> conclusion but yeah joel kinnaman's done well out of it he's robocop right yeah well and it's, it's yet to be seen if he's done well out of it <laughs> i think it looks good that the trailer uh, yeah okay <laughs> Don't go near the internet because part of the internet may not agree with you. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know it's been met with quite a lot of hostility, but I didn't think it looked too bad. Yeah, it looks all right. Yeah. I don't really care if he's not the same guy as before. Yeah. Stuff's moved on. It doesn't need to be that kind of in your face like it was. And let's be honest, it's not like Robocop was actually good in the first place. No, it was it just was, it it was was cheesy fun. Yeah, it was incredibly entertaining, but, you know. Um, but we on. were like teenagers then, or at yeah. least I was then. It was just, you know. It was more exploding faces and shit than anything serious. Yeah, and just, well, I guess some, some of the stuff they did was reasonably groundbreaking, like the guy coming out of the acid and oh, all that, that sort of stuff. Th- I watched yeah. that movie when I was like 
10 or something and it had a profound impact on me that like and that's yeah. what made you the man you are today <laughs> pretty much <laughs> an acid phobe <laughs> yeah okay there's some more amc news here of a sequel and prequel nature first um apparently this breaking bad spin-off better call saul may have a sequel element as well yeah i like this idea i want to know what he gets up to after, after spoilers. breaking bad yeah spoilers yeah spoilers panned out there's no spoilers here okay yeah, spoiler, he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it, what right? <laughs> He's not going to die. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to find out what happens to a uh, weird shaped head guy. What's his name? He's still <laughs> in the room. He's still sitting there. <laughs> Scared witless. Maybe that's the plot. That's the overarching plot, you know? Yeah, that could be it. Could start with him every week, looking at the window, tapping his watch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when. <laughs> yeah. I could go outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, no, that's interesting. Um, I'll definitely be tuning in for that. The other story is uh, that the Walking Dead spin-off that uh, Robert Kirkman's going to be creating, effectively, is that might have a prequel element to it, and it might actually explain how the epidemic spread and basically deal with the timeline prior to Rick waking up. Do we think we need that? Probably not. Is it cashing in on it? Of course it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a commercial venture. They want The Walking Dead to be running like all through the year, like uh, CSI. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a soap opera now, isn't it? So as everyone's been saying. Pretty much, yeah. What was that uh, article you linked to the other day? That Uh, That was like a review, wasn't it? Just basically... Oh yeah, just panning it. Like the, yeah. guy, the guy really ripped it apart. It was uh, it was quite entertaining reading it just because of the the sort of vitriol. But um, he he did have yeah. a point. I thought. Yeah, he did have a point, and he made me kind of reconsider um, my my feelings about the show. Unfortunately, so mm. do do you want to run over exactly what he said? Well, I only skimmed it to be honest, but he was basically saying that um, the forty minute runtime is too long for the show it wants to be. Yeah, probably. Aren't there a lot fair. of panning shots of zombies hobbling around in the background, and then an argument in the foreground? Yeah, yeah, that's basically the, yeah, to the, imply this high zombie apocalypse drama. But in fact, it's just like Home and Away. Yeah, I do find the more and more I watch it, I'm just like, if I miss a line of dialogue that someone says because they muttered something and I can't understand it. There's a lot of shows that are like it. that. Sometimes I need subtitles. Honestly, I can't understand what these Americans are saying. <laughs> honestly, you're um, so British. <laughs> no it's just like speak clearly stop muttering um and but honestly it's an apocalypse rob they they're tired they haven't got enough vitamins in their bodies of yeah. course they're going to mutter <laughs> my point is though that i just don't bother rewinding it because i'm i just find all the all that they're, they're saying, saying. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, oh zombies it's like yeah, yeah, yeah focus rick you know you you're bringing yeah. everyone together and you're doing the right thing rick and oh you were our leader. You can be our leader again. Please, are, Rick, be the leader. Yeah, we and must you do it. <laughs> and they just say the same things over and over again because I don't really have anything to fill it with. So basically, That's, it's the same episode every week and yet everybody's still watching it. Is well, that the, what you're saying? The plot advancement is done in the kind of the big, huge zombie stuff, as far as I'm concerned, and they right. can't do that for 40 minutes because they can't okay. afford it. So there. Okay, that'll be all the news for this week. This has been the TV Dumpcast, part of the Barker Podcast Collection and the official podcast of the TV Dump Facebook group. Feel free to join the conversation by typing TV Dump in the Facebook search box and clicking the Join Group button. We're a closed group, 
but we're interested in growing the community, so we'll approve anyone who wants to join. But if you're a spam bot, it won't be for long. You can contact us on email at tvdumpcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at tvdumpcast. Uh, you can find the show notes for this show at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tvdumpcast. Um, why not give us a like while you're there? You can also give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you're listening to us that way. Uh, this show has been produced by John Marsden. Uh, and yeah, that's all for now. So until next time, bye, bitches. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll.